Most Indians believe they dodged the COVID bullet last year. Cases relatively low. Now, the Asian country is setting world records for new cases, and world health experts worry about the undercounted in the country of 1.3 billion people. India is the second largest country following China. Coronavirus is swallowing people as crematoriums are overwhelmed. Hospitals can't keep up. The best treatment for the disease once you have it? Oxygen. And full-up hospitals are running out. The government has ordered non-medical uses of oxygen to cease, and the military is protecting tanks so they aren't stolen and sold in the black market. This past weekend, the wheels of relief began to turn in the United States. Raw materials for making more vaccine are on the way. Already in the bottle, vaccines are shipping out. The U.S. military will be flying in all kinds of medical supplies. Let's pray for India and pray for the world. May the Lord bring healing. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this final Tuesday in April, we're in a series called Great Gospel Verses. When I first accepted the call to become the fourth voice of Haven Ministries, there was a question that many asked me. Are you going to be a gospel program or a discipleship program? Are you going to reach out to non-believers on the air? Or are you going to speak to Christians and help them grow in their faith? Both are good, of course, and necessary. But the idea was that all programs are one or the other, and never both. But when I would answer that question... I would simply say yes. Yes, we are going to be a gospel program. And the gospel is for believer and non-believer alike. The gospel proclaims the salvation we have in the Lord, and it sustains our faith as believers. We never actually move on from the gospel. We've called our program this week Great Gospel Verses, but we aren't simply looking at famous passages of Scripture and explaining them. That is helpful. But more than that, We're looking at great verses that show us the gospel in action. What does the gospel do in our lives? How does it change our lives? How does it challenge our lives in ways that we have been taught to think about ourselves and the Lord? In a moment, we're going to look at one of these passages said by Jesus when he was preaching on the Beatitudes. Blessed are you who weep. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. But how is that even possible? I thought Jesus came to give us our best lives now. But the truth about what Christ was teaching is far greater than avoiding pain or suffering. And it will show us the life-changing power of the gospel that you and I need today. And to help us better understand this concept taught by Jesus, we're going to hear another excerpt from the documentary, American Gospel, Christ Alone. This documentary explains what the gospel truly is as found in the Bible. And it also exposes the moralistic and prosperity gospels that have crept into Christian thinking. It's so important to understand false teaching and see what the Bible truly teaches about salvation and the good news. Get a copy of American Gospel Christ Alone for yourself by making a gift to the ministry. Or get the five-pack bundle so you can share it with friends and family who need to know the good news of Jesus Christ. We'll hear testimonies at the end of the program on how God has used this movie to save people. It's a great evangelism tool. After the program, you can call us at 800-654-2557. 
800-65 Haven. Or visit us at haventoday.org. Watch a preview of the documentary and make your gift there. Our website, once again, is haventoday.org. And now we open the program with the Irish group, the group called Rent Collective. Weep with me, Lord, will you weep with me? I don't need answers, all I need is to know that you care for me. i 
Rend Collective opening this Haven Today. Great Gospel Verses. I'm Charles Morris. Weep With Me is the title of the song. We've been taught that God's favor, His blessing, even our salvation means we will never suffer hardship. Over and over in our North American world, we're told that being blessed means having material wealth, and more importantly, being healthy. If we're suffering, we must have sinned. The book of Job would beg to differ. He was a righteous man, yet he suffered. And our Lord Jesus certainly doesn't fit that description. Isaiah 53 tells us he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. He took our afflictions upon himself. Christ was perfect, and yet Christ suffered. The gospel doesn't promise the kind of life that has no pain. Let's go to Luke 6. Jesus giving us a great gospel verse that may sound strange at first. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. And then I want to key in on verse 23. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. Blessed are you who weep, rejoice in that day, and leap for joy. That stood out for me. These are not verses you hear very often, but they are words of Jesus showing us the life-changing power of the gospel. So powerful, it can turn weeping into laughter. It can turn suffering into leaps of joy. I know exactly what it's like to suffer pain, to weep, yet long to be able to leap for joy. When I was 18 months old, I contracted polio, just one year before the Salk vaccine was discovered, a year before I would have been immune. But there I was, a toddler who was just getting the hang of walking and running, and there I was laying in bed, unable to move. The doctors thought I'd have to be in an iron lung for the rest of my life. But thankfully, the Lord spared me. But like Jacob, he left me with a limp. And as the years have gone by, the limp becomes more profound. My soul longs more and more for the day when I can leap for joy and do it in the Lord's presence. Jesus' words in Luke 6 that we just read, they're personal words for me. They speak to me of a reality that stands behind my pain, that the Lord has saved me. My weeping will turn to laughter. But what I find so great about the gospel verse is what it says about suffering and pain in the now. Jesus didn't just say, hold on tight, a better day's coming. We can rejoice in our days of suffering, and we can leap for joy now. But how is that even possible? It's not because the Lord promises to take away our suffering in this life. 
I've learned to stop praying for the Lord to take my limp away, and not because he isn't able to do it, but because he's used it to strengthen my faith. The gospel doesn't promise the end of suffering in this life. That kind of teaching is too common today, and unfortunately, it has hurt more people than it has helped. Take a listen to a sad portion in the American Gospel documentary talking about this false hope presented by so-called healing teachers. Some of the questions I had growing up when I was in healing crusades with my uncle or my father was if we have these gifts of healing and we can do this for people, why don't we go to hospitals? Why can't we go to my school? Why can't we go to my friend's house and heal my friend of cancer in high school? Uh, Why can't we do what we say we do? Why do we need music? I want to hear the instruments. I want to hear the strings. I've been to 17 different Benny Hinn crusades as part of my research. And on one of these, I was being interviewed uh, for a documentary that was being done on Benny Hinn. And you see me trying to get up on the platform. Well, there was a lady who was on the Benny Hinn staff. She was talking with me. I'm standing there on my crutches. And you see this man come up and whisper in her ear. And the man you see is Henry Hinn, Benny Hinn's brother. Henry is Costi's father. Henry Hinn whispers in her ear, and then this lady tells me immediately, she says, Sir, just step aside and pray for your healing. What was going on there is that they are screening people, and they are keeping the truly sick, the obviously sick, the obviously handicapped people away from the platform. It's hard to sleep at night when there's dying babies whose moms brought them to the crusade services because your uncle could heal them, and they gave their best offering, but they went home sick. In the back on the floor are dozens and dozens and dozens of sick people. I've seen parents with dying children, literally dying children in their arms, some of them hooked up to breathing machines. The only people who are allowed up on Benny Hinn's platform are people who have a malady that cannot be readily seen. It's always diseases or conditions that can be overcome with temporary rush of adrenaline or emotion, psychosomatic healings. You never see anyone who looks like me allowed up on the platform because I can't hide my condition and no matter how excited I may get, if you take my crutches away from me, uh, I'm going down. It's hard to sleep at night when you see wheelchair bound women holding their children and your family promises them health and hope and you can't give it to them. But you take their offering and you go live large off it. That's hard. It's not difficult to stand up for truth. It's hard to live a lie. And we are not ashamed of prosperity, nor will we apologize for prosperity, because it is the promise of our Heavenly Father who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We just heard Costi Hinn talking about his experience of working with his famous uncle, and he speaks of it in the American Gospel documentary. And you also heard the voice of Justin Peters, who was born with cerebral palsy and walks with more of a limp than I do. Both of these men once put their trust in the Word of Faith movement, but now they speak out against the false hope it promises. As we've been looking at Luke 6, I'm reminded of the truth that the gospel turns suffering upside down. But it doesn't promise an end to it in this lifetime. Instead, the gospel promises we can have joy in the midst of suffering. And the key to seeing that from Jesus' words in Luke 6 is the word blessed or blessed. Jesus was in the middle of preaching to a crowd of people suffering, poor Israelites, 
men, women, and children, those who were mistreated or forgotten. Yet as he looked out at the crowd of sullen and sorrowful faces, he had a single word for them, blessed. The joy that we can find in suffering and pain is found in the blessing of Jesus. To know that we have been blessed by the Lord himself, that no matter our trials or tribulations, even if we are persecuted like many of our brothers and sisters around the world today, we have the blessing of the Lord. His favor doesn't take away our pain, but it strengthens us with his love to find laughter amid our tears. I know many are listening right now who are weeping. You need to hear this word from Jesus. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Joy can be found in the Lord's blessing. There's something else, too. The gospel promises we can leap for joy in the midst of pain, that our weeping can turn to laughter. The gospel turns suffering on its head. Think about our Lord Jesus. His life was a life of suffering. He had to flee as a baby away from King Herod, who tried to kill him. He was poor, growing up in a poor family in the village of Nazareth, and eventually he was hated by the very people he came to save. His life ended. He was nailed to a cross. If anyone should have had a good life, it was him. He never sinned, but his life was full of pain. But it's through the cross and his resurrection that we see the gospel promise. Death, violence, and suffering don't have the final word. Jesus triumphed over death, as Peter proclaimed in Acts 2. Death could not contain him. The sin that brought him to the cross was unsuccessful. He rose to new life and victory over it. The violence that nailed him to that tree was undone when he rose from the grave. And for us, this means you and I can leap for joy, not because we suffer. No one enjoys the pain of suffering, but we can leap for joy because the Lord has conquered. And that means we who believe in Christ will also conquer. Paul even says we are more than conquerors in Christ. Sin, death, suffering, they have no authority over our lives. They cannot be the final word. So we can leap for joy. Our bodies may be frail. They may be in the process of dying. But Christ is stronger. We leap for joy. Our souls may suffer. But Christ has brought healing by the way of his resurrection. Blessed are you who weep. Blessed are you who suffer. We will rejoice in perfect communion with the Father. But even now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can rejoice in the Son, in Jesus, who loves us and calls us blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. God has faithfully revealed that the riches of the kingdom with their souls in Christ are sealed. Blessed are the grief, the weeping, those who Selfless giving, bearing sorrow 
Classic song from Wayne Watson, Blessed Are, here on Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and a program called Great Gospel Verses. It's so important that we understand what the Bible really has to say about the gospel. Is it Christ plus my extra works that saves me? Is it Christ plus my positive thinking that will give me health and even wealth? If you've asked yourself similar questions, or if you know someone who doesn't understand the gospel as defined in the Bible, then you need to watch and share the documentary that we've heard excerpts from called American Gospel, Christ Alone. This movie takes a hard look at North American moralistic Christianity and the Word of Faith movement. But more than that, it conveys the true, the life-transforming gospel of salvation through grace by faith in Christ alone. And so many are sharing how this film has changed their life after they watched it. I'm so thankful for this resource because through the powerful illustrations and interviews, it kind of encapsulates my testimony in a sense. I came out of a church that taught the prosperity message and did not teach biblical Christianity. And it's been incredibly heartbreaking to see people that I care about fall into this false teaching, and it is literally everywhere where I live. The idea that if you just had enough faith, bad things wouldn't happen, or you can speak things into existence, the power of positive thinking. I am young, I am beautiful, I am attractive. Remember, what follows the I am is going to come looking for you. The New Age practices that I was practicing um, as a non-believer, they're putting it into the church. And I've had Lots of family members hurt by this movement. By God's great mercy, I left the movement 29 years after I entered it. And I was able to get out of that church about 10 years ago. I was able to get out of that church and get to a biblical church. But during that time, I had to know what the word was was saying and the difference between the real true gospel and the true Christ in the Bible and what was being taught there. And that's what this movie does. For people who are in or have been in and have made it out. It's our story. Lives changed. 
from watching the American Gospel Christ Alone DVD. It's a great tool that you can use to share the gospel with those you love. And to help you do that, we've put together a bundle of five of these DVDs that you can easily give away for a minimal gift to the ministry. Or if you just make a gift of any amount to Haven Today, we'll send you a single DVD of American Gospel Christ Alone. You just need to respond right now by calling us at 800 654 2836. The number again is 800 65 Haven. Or watch the preview we've posted online and make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again with me tomorrow when again we get to share together the great story? It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Hebrews chapter 11 tells us that faith is confidence in what we hope for. It's also assurance about what we do not see. It's more than hopeful optimism, by the way. Faith is action. It is moving ahead when you cannot see what's coming, sort of like a pilot coming down for a landing in the fog. He can't see the ground. He can't see the runway, but the plane races forward at a high speed because the pilot has learned to trust his instruments. He is trusting them with his life. Living a life of faith as a Christian, following Jesus, can be a lot like that. But there's one key difference, and that is that Jesus is nobody's co-pilot. He's either in your captain's chair or he's not in the cockpit at all. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.